Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqamini and Ihsan Alexander. The time for the Islamic Renaissance is now. May the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of Allah be upon us all. My name is Ahmed and I'm a physicist a poet and deeply committed to the reawakening of the human mind and heart through art, science, and spirituality. Ihsan is a spiritual coach committed to spiritual awakening within the Muslim community and beyond. He is the creator of several leading-edge coaching and online training programs designed to cultivate greater awareness, spirituality, and success. You can learn more at his website, ihsanalexander.com. And you are listening to the Soul of Islam radio podcast. It is a weekly program dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development. Again, I'm Ahmed, and I'm delighted and happy and thankful to be here with my good friend and brother, Ihsan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Endless peace and greetings, love and light Upon everybody tuning in to the Soul of Islam radio throughout the world May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, support you, strengthen you Surround you with his divine light, his barakah, his grace And the support of his angels Thank you for joining us, thank you for tuning in Bismillah Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Today's podcast is on repentance and forgiveness. SubhanAllah, there are many secrets hidden inside of these two. And inshallah, we will touch upon the reality and the essence of true repentance and how it is directly linked to forgiveness. We will shed light on the significance of these practices and how they tie into our journey of seeking divine enlightenment. We will also discuss the connection of repenting to and seeking forgiveness from Allah with God consciousness and nearness. So may Allah inspire us with this truth and knowledge and may every word we speak be full of the light of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-mursaleen Sayyidina wa Nabina Muhammad sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in We begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask for endless grace and blessings and light on Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the last and final messenger the last and final of the great prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who were sent to humanity to guide us to purity to guide us back to truth and to reality to guide us back to the Divine Presence of Allah Almighty. The only purpose of the mission of all of the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was nothing other than this, to guide humanity back to their truth and to their reality, to guide humanity back to healing and to wholeness and to true completion, to guide us back to the Divine Presence of Allah, to our Source. Forgiveness and repentance, it's such an essential topic, it's such an important aspect of religion, or more accurately of spirituality, spiritual development. Repentance and forgiveness has been emphasized throughout religious and spiritual teaching from the beginning of time. And it begins with the beginning of humanity, with Adam, alayhi salam, and Bibi Hawa. 
Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam made a mistake, made an error, ate of a tree, of a knowledge that was not meant for them, or perhaps we can say it was meant for them, but at the same time, he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stay away from this one tree. And yet Sayyidina Adam, Bibi Hawa, they ate of this tree, they made an error under the influence and really the deception of one who has promised to be the enemy of humanity, to bring us to ruin, to keep us away from our true reality and our true potential, Iblis, Shaitan. And they made an error, they made a mistake, and immediately they began to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can see that repentance and forgiveness begins with the story of humanity and the fall from grace, and that it is through repentance and forgiveness that we can return to the divine presence of Allah. This is an extremely important topic. This will be an extremely valuable, inshallah, an extremely valuable episode of Soul of Islam Radio. And as my brother Ahmed said, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to a deeper understanding of repentance and forgiveness so that we can increasingly come into alignment with divine will and we can increasingly progress upon the spiritual path towards truth, towards reality, and really towards ultimately freedom. Repentance and forgiveness are essential in spirituality and in spiritual development, and really they are essential to personal health and happiness. When we speak of forgiveness, there are perhaps three dimensions to the topic of forgiveness. Number one, it is the forgiveness of Allah Almighty, our Creator, our Lord, our Sustainer, towards us, towards the individual. Secondly, there is the forgiveness of the individual towards other human beings, towards others, towards another individual. And thirdly, there is forgiveness of the individual towards him or herself, towards oneself. These are all essential aspects, essential dimensions of forgiveness. And in reality, they are all connected. They are all one. They are all the same. All these aspects of forgiveness are intricately or deeply connected and that we can never truly forgive another or receive Allah's forgiveness unless we learn to forgive ourselves. And likewise, the necessary condition for forgiveness is repentance, tawbah, to admit that we are or have been in error. And I correct myself, to admit that we did make a mistake, that we did make an error, and thus open up to the possibility of moving beyond it. Without admitting error, we remain trapped and stuck. We perpetuate error into the present and thus into the future. So is repentance necessary? Absolutely. And yes, there are some ideas, some thoughts, some ways of thinking, more modern, that question the necessity of repentance, of seeking forgiveness. There is this idea that we as human beings shouldn't feel guilt or shame, and there is truth to that. We shouldn't feel in a negative way really regarding anything, but there is a positive aspect and dimension to all of these as well. And in refusing to repent for past errors, in refusing to truly humble ourselves in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and admit that we made an error, we perpetuate error, we prevent ourselves from moving forward, we keep ourselves stuck in less aware, less conscious, more primitive states of being or states of awareness. Repentance is absolutely necessary for one thing, to improve, to move forward, to evolve, to grow, to develop, to progress. 
The human being has been entrusted with a divine light, a light that extends from beyond the confines of space and time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presented and offered this light to the very dimensions of our universe, the planets, the mountains, and all declined to bear this trust, except for the human being. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the human being's choice as oppressive and ignorant. Oppressive to the very souls and ignorant of the responsibility behind carrying this trust. And now we are here in this very expanding universe. Some of us, knowingly or unknowingly, spend the effort to cover the light that guides us towards the destiny we have been created for, while the rest of us are cultivating the awareness with each passing moment to attain the taqwa, the God consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of life is spent walking, and as we walk, we fill or empty, attach or detach, our spiritual hearts with the world. We enter this world with our hearts oriented towards the direction of the divine. And as we grow and develop self-awareness, we begin to deter away from our spiritual qibla. We ignore the signs and the repercussions. And in a state of misalignment, we insist on finding true love, happiness, and success. And we look for them in the world. Time passes, pain is inflicted, scars are born, and we find our choices to be wrong, our judgment to be misguided, and our methodology, the methodology we created to be flawed. We search aimlessly for it, for what will fill the void and extinguish the darkness. But by the mercy of Allah, our hearts have been instilled with an inner voice that echoes the guidance back home. Those who listen make the choice and follow their spiritual voice, find themselves back at a familiar place, the same place where the first breath was taken. And this return is a return back to a state of purity, a state of fitra, a state of alignment, a state from which the door of the heart is wide open to the light of Allah. The inspiration is drawn from there True love is experienced there and real success is attained there. So in essence, each choice made towards an action that draw our minds and hearts towards Allah is a return. Every step taken towards selflessness is a return. Every passing moment spent in remembrance of the one is a return. We came from the Divine Presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to Him we will all return. And life is the opportunity to choose how we return. Will we return with our hearts full or empty of the world? Will we stand before Him in a state of contentment or discontentment? Will our heads be drawn towards our feet from the heaviness of our sins or will our heads be held up high? The choice is made here and now. And the real essence of the return back to a state of purity is repentance, is tawbah. Subhanallah. Repentance draws its reality from taqwa, from God consciousness, from God awareness. And when we repent, we are choosing to abandon the world, to abandon the harmful lifestyle 
to let go of what keeps us away from the light. The act of repentance is active in that it points the seeker in the right direction, reorients the heart towards the spiritual qibla, and aligns the mind with the truth. And repentance without walking is no repentance at all. Just like walking without taking steps is no walking at all. And repentance is, in a way, a manifestation of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is like a rope that extends from His presence towards our hearts. And all we have to do is hold on so that He can pull us towards Him. Look, again and again, we must remind ourselves that we are not in control of anything but the choice of how we want each moment to be spent. Everything else is in His control. He creates, He inspires, He guides, and He returns every soul back to His presence. MashaAllah, beautifully said, Ahmed. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we come. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are returning. And the entire goal of Islam, of spirituality, is this, the return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the return to the Divine Presence, the return to purity and perfection. And as Ahmad said, in this return to the presence of Allah, repentance is essential. The Holy Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that he, Subhanallah, the Prophet said that he seeks forgiveness from Allah at least 70 times per day. He's the messenger of Allah, the most perfect human being, the closest to Allah Almighty, the most excellent in character, in conduct, in speech, in every detail. Yet he said he he would seek forgiveness from Allah at least 70 times per day. And this is, as Ahmed said, because of his taqwa, his level of awareness and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine and imminent holy presence. The Prophet lived in Allah's presence. He breathed in Allah's presence. And in that state of awareness, in that state of consciousness, in that level of awakened beingness, one becomes acutely aware of even the slightest error or even the slightest degree of lack of excellence in character and conduct, in movement, in deed. And so the Prophet of Allah, the most perfect of human beings, was the first to seek forgiveness from Allah. He was the least, compared to all other human beings, he was the least needing to seek forgiveness, yet he was the first to do so. And he sought forgiveness, he repented to Allah more than any other. This was from love. He was seeking repentance from anything that would distance him from his Creator, from his Lord, from his Source, from his beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. True repentance is only possible through love. It's not about feeling bad. It's not about being blameworthy. It's about simply distancing yourself, distancing ourselves from that which distances us from our Lord, from the awareness of our Lord. The more aware we are of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the less likely we are to commit errors. It's only in unconsciousness, in ghafla, in unawareness, in heedlessness, in sleep, that we can make so many errors. 
And it is repentance that leads us to greater levels of awareness, greater levels of consciousness, greater levels of connection to Allah's presence. If we were to refuse repentance, we keep ourselves away from Allah. Allah Almighty is not some deity sitting on a throne somewhere, dishing out punishment and becoming angry with our petty actions or in minor infractions. We are not seeking forgiveness from Allah because we're trying to appease some angry God in the sky. Allah is not in need and Allah is not that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am seeking to forgive you, O sons of Adam. O daughters of Adam, simply ask. Simply come towards me. Stop turning away from me. Through repentance, we turn towards Allah. And when we refuse to repent, we turn away from Allah. It is only the ego and it is only arrogance that prevents a human being from saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. These two words could save the majority of relationships that fail. Simply being able to say, I'm sorry, instead of having to be right. It is only the ego that needs to be right. Being right is essential to its preservation, to its perpetuation. Love and forgiveness lead to oneness and to unity, whereas ego and stubbornness and arrogance but perpetuate separation. Humility leads to love, to oneness, to unity, and pride leads to separation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created human beings from earth, from a humble substance, and that is contrasted with Iblis, who was created from fire, energy, who thought he was superior. And so, the defining quality that gives humanity honor is humility, and its opposite is pride. Allah Almighty, subhanahu wa ta'ala, loves to forgive. He said, O children of Adam, if you come to me with mountains full of sins, I will be prepared to forgive you. The only condition being true and sincere repentance, acknowledging error, and being willing to step beyond it, to let it go, to leave it in the past. When we refuse to repent, when we persist in arrogance, when we refuse to say I'm sorry, either to Allah or to one another, we are only perpetuating error. We are keeping error as part of our being by refusing to let it go. And we can't let it go unless we acknowledge it, look at it, and set it aside, leave it behind us. Otherwise, we continue to carry it with us. We cannot improve, we cannot grow, we cannot progress if we are unwilling to let go of the past. And if we are refusing to seek forgiveness... If we're resistant to repentance, we are still carrying the past into the present and thus into the future. Forgiveness is about transcending the past, and hence it is the key to freedom, to liberation. Forgiveness is essential to healing, to peace, and to a life based in prosperity. MashaAllah, Hassan. You know, again and again we see that Anything that involves walking towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anything that involves returning back to the Divine Presence, we have to learn to let go. Whether it is our past, whether it is the world, and we need to take this deep into our hearts so that we can really learn and experience true surrender, true Islam. For a murid on a path, for a seeker on the path, repentance is, if anything, but crucial, important, 
in cultivating the awareness of every moment. Repentance is an eviction of the love for the world and the severance of physical attachments. You know, we are physically mortal and spiritually immortal beings. Everything physical is from nothing and will return to nothing through death. But everything spiritual remains and transcends everything we call the universe. So if we want to truly repent, we must abandon the world. Let go of the physical. Because the heart will remain unworthy of Allah's love. And it will remain so until the last atom of the world is ejected. There is only black or white, only darkness or light, and the heart can only have room for the world or for the Lord of all worlds. But subhanAllah, through true repentance, the world's occupation of the heart ends, and the world leaves the heart only to take its rightful place. And that place is at the feet of the self-perfecting, believing Muslim. The human mind can be a servant to the world or a servant of Allah. When we fill the heart with the world, we become servants to the world. But when we eject the world from the heart to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the world descends to our feet to become our servant. And true repentance also requires acknowledgement of our forgetfulness heedlessness, shortcomings, weakness, and sins. Through acknowledgement, our hearts can return to life. You know, and in the same way that Allah revives the earth after its death with rain, Allah revives the heart through repentance. And just like Akhi Hassan earlier mentioned the very first story of Sayyidina Adam, السلام, our father Adam sinned the same way we sin today. And Allah taught him and showed him how to repent. And only through repentance that Adam السلام, was able to taste the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Through repentance, Adam السلام, began his return back to the Lord of all worlds. So repentance and returning back to Allah are in a way a reflection of each other. It also requires faith. It requires faith amongst people and when we are in solitude. It requires faith in private and in public. And repentance can truly become a reality when the heart is aligned with faith. And, and repentance becomes a reality when the heart is aligned with faith and a constant battle is waged against the lower self. While a tongue that speaks of faith with a heart void of it is useless and deems repentance unattainable. In other words, we must be actively seeking repentance with both the tongue and the heart. For the faith of a hypocrite is the faith of one whose heart is full of fear of punishment and void of responsibility of one's actions. Repentance gives us wings that allow us to fly and leap over the impossible. It is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assigns His beings of light, the angels, the mala'ika, to protect us and drive the world from our hearts. The mala'ika become our guardians, our soldiers, our friends that move with us towards Allah. These angels become the doors 
through which Allah reveals His secrets to us. You know, subhanAllah, the entire world has been and still is looking for the secret. Filmmakers made documentaries about it. Writers wrote books and volumes about it. Secret societies sought it and claimed to have it. But the truth is that secret and the secret of secrets are only revealed to the sincere, self-perfecting, faithful, aware servants of Allah. That's the truth. Allah is fair. His truth cannot be claimed by anyone. It can only be seen by those who are near to Him. So we must repent. We must return to draw our minds closer to the light of Allah to experience the wonderment and glimpse the totality of who He really is. Deeply embedded in the DNA of Islam is forgiveness, is repentance. As has come up in this episode, with regarding our first father, Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam and Hawa alayhi salam, forgiveness and repentance, repentance and forgiveness was the beginning of our story on earth and the path of our return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Islam, we are continually encouraged in the Quran and in the teachings and in the life and the way of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi salam to continually seek forgiveness to continually seek forgiveness, a life based in repentance. This coupled with the understanding and the knowledge that Allah Almighty is the loving, the generous, the kind, the forgiving, the peace, the beautiful, the light, the eternal one. Not the angry, not the vengeful, not the wrathful, not the punishing, but the most merciful, the most compassionate. A correct understanding of Allah Almighty leads to repentance. And it is only an incorrect understanding, a distorted perception of the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that prevents a human being from repentance. Repentance thus necessitates with growing awareness, with greater levels of consciousness, a proper and improved understanding of Allah Almighty. It brings us closer to the truth and reality of Allah rather than an idol created by the human ego that really is nothing more than a projection of the self itself. Not only does Islam continually emphasize the importance of repentance and seeking forgiveness from Allah Almighty, but it consistently emphasizes the importance of forgiving one another. And although Islam preserves the human being's right for remuneration, the right for recompense, as is just, it encourages forgiveness. And Allah says, you have the right, if you've been wronged, to your right. However, forgiveness is greater. This is echoed throughout the Quran and throughout the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ. And this was the example of the Holy Prophet of Allah ﷺ. He ﷺ forgave so many. He forgave everyone, those who not only fought against them, but tortured and killed his companions and members of his family. He forgave them. He led by example. He preserved the human being's right, as is just, to compensation. But yet he forgave, and he encouraged forgiveness. And it is forgiveness that moves us towards our greatest potential, that moves human society towards health and happiness, towards wellness, it is the ability to forgive 
that heals separation, that heals us individually and collectively. It is forgiveness that will enable us to save our very relationships, our families, our lives. How often do we see families, relatives estranged from one another, sometimes for years, sometimes for decades, sometimes indefinitely, for what ultimately in the grand scheme of things is often a trivial thing. It is only arrogance and it is only ego that keeps human beings stuck in non-forgiveness. Number one, in not repenting. And number two, not forgiving. The Prophet said, they who cut off family ties are not from us. That those who sever ties of kinship are not of the way of the Prophet, of his people. And he said, it is not the way of the believer to hold a grudge with another believer for more than three days. And that the first to seek reconciliation is the greater in the sight of Allah. Not only does forgiveness heal society and relationships and families, it heals you. It heals your body. Very often we, very often our inability to let go of the past lodges it energetically within our very tissues. A lack of forgiveness results in energetic blockages within the human being, within your physical body, that ultimately, if not released, if not transcended, if not let go, if not healed, will result in sickness and in disease. It is the way of the believer to seek forgiveness, to let go, to transcend. It is not the way of Islam to hold grudges against other human beings. Because in doing so, not only do we fail to perceive who and what they really are, what the other truly is, but we fail to realize our own personal potential, who and what we truly are. It is only identification with ego and with self, with nafs, that prevents a human being, prevents us from forgiving. We personalize everything. And in personalizing, we are identifying with the personality, which is the very thing we are meant to transcend. In Islam, one of the articles of faith is the belief in Al-Qadr, which we've spoken about in another episode. And it's important for us to remember, to realize that what has happened had to happen. Certain experiences were necessary to create the possibility of growth, development, and awareness as nothing else could in us. Everything is meant to serve our growth. Our personal paths of healing are our paths to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever happened in life had to have happened, happened. And now it's time for us to move on, to transcend, to move forward, to rise, to become free of the past. This is only truly possible with forgiveness. And this level of forgiveness necessitates a transcendence of the story of me, the story, the drama, the role of a victim in life. We must move beyond this. And all we hold on to is ego when we are resistant to forgiveness, to forgiving and to seeking repentance. They who are easily able to forgive and let go are the happiest of people. And really, forgiveness is not so much about releasing others. There is that element. But really, it's about releasing yourself. It's about freeing yourself. It's about being able to let go and move on and to drop the baggage, the weight, the burden of the past. Forgiveness is about freedom and repentance, seeking forgiveness from Allah. And the forgiveness of Allah is but 
the cleansing, the purifying of the past. It's not about being bad. It's not about being wrong. It's simply about becoming clear, pure, free. When we seek forgiveness from Allah, we are simply willing to be cleansed. And in the act of forgiveness, we are cleansing ourselves and others. Now we know from the laws of physics, one of Newton's laws is that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. We also know that for every cause, there is an effect. And since repentance is an action, it is the cause through which we seek nearness. And the reaction comes from Allah and is manifested through forgiveness, through maghfirah. And through forgiveness, Allah wipes away our sins, makes our severance of the attachments to the world a reality. Forgiveness is analogous to the sunshine after the rain. It is the smile that gives birth to certainty in knowing that we are a step closer in our journey back home. Through forgiveness, Allah pulls us closer by His rope, by the rope that we hold on to. Forgiveness is the effect to the cause which is repentance. They go hand in hand together. They are inseparable. Forgiveness is granted by Allah and is tasted through direct experience. But now there's a slight difference between forgiveness, the forgiveness that we can experience through and from Allah, and the forgiveness that we can induce onto or experience from others. Since forgiveness is embedded in a few of the divine attributes, it can be activated and manifested in our hearts and through our beings. And the act of forgiving or being forgiven by others is crucial in the act of repentance. We were not sent into this world alone. We were sent here with others, just like us. And because of this, our lives are dependent on others. The relationships that we make, the worlds and realities we collectively create, and the future we build for the next generation. We are here to coexist, to seek Allah through each other as well. So when we hurt each other, we go against the trust that we bear. We invite evil into our hearts and push ourselves further away from Allah. So it is very important to know that we need to learn to forgive one another. For when we do, it is when we will liberate ourselves. It is said that if anyone were to cause you any harm, treat them as if that person is the closest of friends to you. SubhanAllah, there's so much wisdom in that saying. Because if somebody harms you and you treat them with, with love and compassion, all you're really doing is refusing for your heart to be a container for bad qualities. In the same way that dense objects that have mass become hard to move from one place to another, bad qualities and bad traits drag you down into the world. There are, in a way, a form of regression. They don't allow you to make progress. They do not allow you to move towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because a heart full of the world, a heart full of bad qualities, has no room for the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now also, forgiving others has the power to sever attachments that we also have with the past. We hold on to so much that happened yesterday and let go of today. So if we forgive, 
We're only widening our perspective and bringing our attention to what truly matters, this present moment. And when we truly forgive, we too will taste the fruits of forgiveness in our hearts. Actively seeking forgiveness within has to also be coupled with seeking it on the tongue. One of the secrets given to us is Astaghfirullah, a few letters that contain the secrets of forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have been given the ability to invoke it as a prayer in a state of remembrance of Allah. So it is highly encouraged to keep a daily practice, a daily word of Astaghfirullah. It is a powerful reminder of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the purpose of our journey, the journey of return to the essence. So let us not forget that forgiveness is linked with repentance, which is why we were also given the secret of Astaghfirullah al-Azim al-Ladhi la ilaha illa hu al-Hayyul Qayyum wa atubu ilayh which translates to, I ask forgiveness from Allah, the one whom there is no deity worthy of worship except He, the ever-living and sustainer, and I repent to Him. Repentance and forgiveness is running away from the world and towards Allah. It is letting go of resistance and welcoming surrender. It is a retreat from forgetfulness and a return to wakefulness. It is going with the flow and allowing the waves to navigate you in the divine oceans of Allah. So let us all be mindful of what is true and what truly matters, inshallah. Here are a few suggestions on the subject of repentance and forgiveness and how we can, inshallah, apply this principle within Islam for growth, for healing, and for progress. Number one, be quick to repent. Be quick. Be fast to repenting when you err. And seek forgiveness from Allah and seek forgiveness from others. Be quick to say, I'm sorry. There's a tradition of the Prophet ﷺ that when a human being, when a son of Adam or a daughter of Adam commits an error, the angels are told by Allah to wait and to not write that error on their book of deeds, to wait a certain period of time. And only after so many hours have passed are they permitted to write that deed, that error, and only if the servant has not yet asked for forgiveness. So when we err, when we make a mistake, seek forgiveness. The sooner the better. Be quick to repent. Be quick to say, I'm sorry, and to seek forgiveness. Allah Almighty is the forgiving and the merciful, and He will forgive. With sincerity, with repentance, Allah forgives. And anyone who is close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will manifest that quality of compassion, mercy, and love. And they too will be very quick to forgive. And that is our responsibility. If someone is unwilling to let go and to forgive, that is for them. But our job is simply to do what's right. Second, forgive. Be quick to forgive. Learn to let go, to not hold on. Learn to transcend the past and to transcend the errors that others make. This is the path to freedom. This is the path to healing and to purity. Learn to see beyond others' errors and to see the purity, the light that is their soul. Even our actions do not reflect who we truly are. And our actions are nothing but veils upon our true selves and our true beings. So by equating a human being with their actions, we actually reinforce the dysfunction and the unconsciousness in them. 
At times, it can be difficult to forgive. And for this, it is necessary to transcend ourselves, to transcend emotion, to do our best to not personalize situations and events. To transcend trauma is the way of the Prophet and It is the path to purity. This becomes increasingly possible with spiritual practice and spiritual development, most specifically with the surrendering and the stilling of the self, the mind, the agitation of the being. Dhikr and meditation are invaluable tools to learning to still surrender quiet the self, to transcend the self, and so to be able to act from a place of clarity, from a place of purity, from a place of transcendence. In meditation, with each breath, we learn to let go. We breathe in the light and the mercy and the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we breathe out and let go of dunya. As Ahmed was saying, we purify our hearts with dhikr and with meditation. We put into our heart the light and love of Allah, and we expunge from our systems. We free our hearts. We let go of dunya and of burdens. Your breath is an amazing and invaluable tool to personal healing and to transformation, to freedom. It is your connection, it's your lifeline to Allah's divine presence. And next, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive, to forgive the others. As did the Prophet of Allah, as did many and all of the Prophets of Allah, they asked forgiveness for the errors of their nations, the errors of their community. The Prophet said every night the deeds of his ummah are shown to him, and if they are good, he thanks and praises Allah, and if they are bad, he asks for forgiveness on their behalf. Subhanallah. Nabi Rahma, Rahmatan lil'alameen, the great and blessed messenger of mercy. So ask forgiveness for yourself and for others. Let us follow in the footsteps of the great prophets, the saints, the awliya, who are continually seeking and asking for, for the forgiveness of others, who ask, Ya Allah, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If people knew better, they would do better. Be quick to repent, be quick to repent, be quick to forgive, and you will be very quickly moving back towards the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a happy and quick return. You will find your life in dunya more and more like life in akhirah, in paradise, in peace, in prosperity, in health, in happiness, in wellness, in success, in love. Let us as Muslims, as believers, set the example for an enlightened and compassionate approach to life and to living. Let us again demonstrate what it is like to live from a place of peace, to live from a state of Islam. And towards that end, repentance and forgiveness are invaluable. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and forgive you. May He envelop us in His mercy and His light, in His peace and His grace, and inspire our hearts with purity with cleanliness, with love, with forgiveness, with mercy, and with compassion, as was the way and as is the way of the Prophet of Allah This is a living way. It was not just for the Prophet of Allah in that time 1400 years ago, but it is our way now. And may we walk it in humility and in the presence and light of Allah Almighty. And since repentance and forgiveness is a means to return back to the divine presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the awareness 
to open our hearts to the reality of repentance and forgiveness, to tawbah and maghfirah. And may he help us eject the world from our hearts to sever the attachments that we have with it and guide us through his angels, through his malaika, on a path towards selflessness, towards enlightenment and peace. So inshallah with that, Brother Ihsan and I would like to invite you to join us in a state of remembrance, in a state of dhikr through a secret of Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, Astaghfirullah al-Azim, Astaghfirullah al-Azim, Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, 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 Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim 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 
Alhamdulillah, this brings us to the end of this episode. Ashukrullah and thank you for tuning in. Please continue supporting the Soul of Islam radio by liking us on Facebook and subscribing to this podcast on iTunes. For more information and if you feel inspired to support this work, you can make a donation on our website at soulofislamradio.com. And with that, may the peace, the mercy, the blessings, and the light of Allah be upon us all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.